Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now. Here's Pastor Raphael. Hello, thanks for stopping by and for downloading our program podcast entitled, Where Are We Going? I'm Raphael Martinez, a minister in the Church of God Cleveland Movement, and I'm so glad you took the time to listen in. This podcast is one of the services of Spirit Watch Ministries, an outreach of discernment in our deceptive world that has been ongoing since 1993. You can learn more about us at our website, spiritwatch.org, and keep update using our Facebook and YouTube links there on the page as well. And while you're at it, invite all your friends, enemies, neighbors, third cousins, and everyone all points in between to also listen in. We're always looking uh, for a new audience, and we'd appreciate your help in helping spread the word that we're here providing this. Our podcast is devoted to providing biblical perspectives on the ongoing plunge of the world into the darkness of spiritual deception, as foretold by Bible prophecy and the history of fallen humanity. Last week, we did an overview on the more easily recognizable forms of this in society that materialize every day around us in the social scourges of cultism and cult movements. We observed that cultism can be found in literally every form of human society, and that it's been a part of the human condition since the days of the Garden of Eden. It's an old-time deception that defiles more than just old-time religion. Spiritual deception isn't just a movement with some offbeat dogma shilled by some shiny-eyed zealots lost somewhere out in left field. It's seen in places not typically viewed as havens for cultism. You don't expect ordinary social settings such as business circles, therapy groups, political parties, or or even personal relationships to become controllingly cultic. But it's been happening so regularly throughout history that cultism is a mundane human behavior dynamic we just don't want to grapple with. Uh, We'd rather just look at it as an everyday reality, the proverbial elephant in the room of social discourse that we would rather avoid noticing, let alone addressing until we just have to. Now this week, we will explore what the Bible teaches about cultism, and to a lot of people's surprise, maybe even shock, we'll see that the scriptures provide deep perspective upon the subject. That's because deception isn't an outdated 21st century concept, as some some cynically might say. But it is a timeless reality found at all levels of human civilization. The Christian scriptures give us a virtual mirror into the sorry lot of this dark side of human nature, so there's a lot they will also say on cultism, its leaders, followers, and deceptive work that we're going to briefly explore here. If you have your Bibles, pen and paper, you get ready to have your eyes open and you're going to see the world in a way that perhaps you've never quite seen it before. First, who are the leaders of cultism? The Bible methodically profiles cult leaders so thoroughly that it appears almost ripped from a documentary of some sort. If there's anything universally understood about the nature of cultism in our time, 
It's that a cultic movement has at its core an individual whose personal charisma, authority, and leadership are unquestioned and magnetically appealing. Cult leaders can be self-anointed prophets claiming to know all the deep oracles of God and his supposedly hidden secrets of or they can be wise-cracking scientists standing and delivering cutting-edge and liberating wisdom. But whoever they are, cultism always is championed by engaging, passionate figures who appear to be pillars of morality, compassion, and truth. They will always bask in a light that casts them as people of character and action, seeking to better the world, and calling all in need of their illumination to heed their voice. Yet the scriptural warnings on them can't be ignored, beginning with the Apostle Paul's sobering concern that occult leaders appealing magnetism so readily clouds the judgment of those who don't know better. He wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 that, I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, a reference to the devil in the Garden of Eden, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. End quote. In verses 13 through 15, Paul provides even more painful revelation about the unbelievably shameless degree of deceptive public imagery that such cult leaders assume. Quote, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed into the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall indeed be according to their works." End quote. Cult leaders quite literally claim a state of human perfection out of their most stubborn self-delusion which they enthusiastically and endlessly transmit to others all around them. So their followers devoutly affirm that their leaders live at some unthinkable level of supremely advanced personal evolution, some saintly godliness or pinnacle of self-actualization. There's no shortage of pretenders to the thrones of rulership over people in our world today. And if you can be regarded as an almighty avatar of the ultimate, a living apostle of Jesus Christ, or even as Christ himself, so much the better. And if you remember our discussion from last week's podcast, we recount that Paul's prophetic warning to the early church's Ephesian elders found in Acts chapter 20 was that a cultic leadership would arise from among their very group out of a divisive spirit of ambitious dominance. Cultism was then and is now the fruit of opportunists seeking to draw away after themselves a following to enrich themselves and expound a doctrine of deception that twisted the biblical good news. And the cost of this has caused no end of misery, confusion, and destruction in human history, since the voices of cult leaders have sounded in the marketplace of human hearts and minds like these. Well, I'm as close as perfect, I think, that you can get. I mean, I've been just lately wronged, maligned, evil spoken of, accused, like the Apostle Paul, the Bible happened to have been written by men that were inspired by God. Some of them didn't get it right. So why should I take everything they say in the Bible when God has revealed to me, according to my awareness, what it is all about? I have come to teach you to wake up from the intimidation back into the sweetness of what is you. I am here to 
cause you, to challenge you, to create that you participate in being God, then I will leave you alone. Secondly, how do cult leaders achieve such deception? It never fails to amaze me how many people ask this again and again of us. Society beholds some cultic movement's grotesque abuse of its members and is appalled and puzzled at how it can happen. How? Good God, how does that cult get people to follow them? How do they do that? Are some of the questions that we often hear. But the Bible provides an answer for this intriguing question as well. It shows us that people are lured and then enslaved by literal and evil spiritual powers in the world order today by an appeal to these people's personal idealism and their search for meaning. This marketplace is shadowed by these powers and is found everywhere in the world order. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 states that the deceived quote are people whose minds the God of this age has blinded, end quote. Romans chapter 16 verse 18 says of such leaders that they quote serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly. In other words, their own needs, their own wants, their own ambitions. And by good words and by fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple, end quote. First Timothy chapter four, verses one through two warns us that, quote, that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, end quote. And in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, the Apostle Peter grimly warns us, quote, There shall be false teachers among you, who privily or secretly shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their damnation doesn't slumber. Are you hearing what I'm hearing? This is almost lyric poetry, but it's also the divinely revealed truth. Is there a common thread to these verses? Of course, there certainly is. Notice how, over and over again, these verses assert that the blinding of the minds of followers occurs when the power of persuasion is wielded by earnest and determined false leaders, whether demons, prophets, teachers, or just plain Joes. Ungodly spiritual influences of fallen human or demonic inspiration are what energize these leaders, who are even further described in Jude 16 as, quote, murmurers complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of their advantage, end quote. There's a fiendishly powerful influence that they set up which turns right into wrong and calls black white. And at the core of their lure is an outright deception as they turn lies into new truths and walk with a shameless hypocrisy that is absolutely unapologized for. Indeed, it's held up by them as the highest of spirituality and the deepest depths of, of greatest philosophy. Now, I didn't write this stuff, folks. It's been in the Bible, and it's been for well over two millennia that we've read this. 
Cult leaders and their deception of their followers are an ongoing and embedded social scourge seen quite literally everywhere in society. In America, it's constitutionally protected speech, of course, that, thank God, can be responded to by equally protected protest and analysis, such as this podcast. And the preaching of cult leaders imposed upon their followers is filled with unbiblical claims, false doctrine, and outright mythology and fantasy. Its novelty draws audiences to abandon whatever ties they may have had with orthodox Christian positions and embrace a new worldview, a new lifestyle, based upon whatever the cult leader tells them is true. And this influence leads millions of starry-eyed followers daily to make these kinds of confessions of a new faith, such as you're going to hear in these audio clips. Dr. Victor Paul Werwell said that the Waycourt is the biggest thing any group of people has attempted since the first century. What spiritually minded man or woman does not want to be a part of that? Our leaders teachings say that the parent-child bond is the root to all evil, that we must learn to break context. Doris and Hal are like bees pollinating a plastic flower. They have no concept of life's true richness. Here, we are creating better people. You must come for a retreat, Eileen. It's perfect. I went to church for years and years, and I never got anything from it. But after I came here, I really learned how to live. And as she said, a better life. One thing that you were able to do for me is you were you were able to help me see God in me and not up here. And I don't look to the hills for which my help coming. I look within. Ramtha is an enlightened master, like Christ was, like the Buddha was, like Muhammad. They're enlightened masters, and thank goodness we've had them on the planet. I saw the tapes and I went, wow, I have to share this. So I called my friends and said, I saw a great thing, come over and see it. I know that the Book of Mormon is the gospel restored. I know that it's true, and that it was restored by a living prophet who was Joseph Smith. I know that we are led and directed by a living prophet today, who is Gordon B. Hinckley. We love the leaders of our church. They lead and they direct us in righteousness. If we follow them, we will never go wrong. In listening to all of these cult members enthusiastically gush about their discovery of new religion, we behold the terrible proof of how false spirituality is enshrined in the deceived human heart and mind. In Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 14, God himself bluntly casts sentence on the nature of their belief systems. He says here, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, a divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. Again, I'm not making this stuff up. Uh, this isn't my minority opinion. This is the judgment of the Almighty God out of His very Word, who makes crystal clear that teachings not inspired by His Word are instead corrupt lies of human religious frenzy or plainly demonic origin. When God weighs in, discussion can only end. If you're not sent from God, he calls you a liar. And this masking of lies with claims of truth is how deception and cultism so readily spreads among humanity today, just as Jesus warned us in Matthew chapter 24. And you can hear more of that in our last season's podcast as we broke down Matthew 24 for several weeks. And what more effective way for a deceived deceiver to sound authoritatively true 
than to use the Bible itself to sound legitimate. Just as another woman so cunningly claimed in our audio clips earlier in our podcast, let's listen to another movie clip of a Bible study led by a woman pushing her interpretation and her own false vision by group dynamics. Read it again. All right, this is Ezekiel 38. Son of man. It's Christian Americans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Set thy face against God. The grand conspiracy. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company. Company, obviously our family and this study group of believers. Be thou a guard unto them. Amen. Amen. I tell you, there's more to this idea of a Zionist one world conspiracy than I ever imagined. Amen. You see it every day in the accounting business. You can't move but for what some Jew or government agent tells you it's against this government's law. Really? There aren't but a hundred Jews in Cedar Falls. Oh, but you can't go by appearances, Craig. Now, there's people walking around this town, people that look just like you and me. Some people even pass themselves off as Christians. But you scratch the surface? You know what I mean? Huh? I'm telling you. That's right. Oh, Elizabeth, Satan's seed is everywhere. May the good Lord confound him. Amen. Oh, Amen. Amen. The, the preacher over at Cedar Falls said... Now, Elizabeth. There is a reason why we don't go to that church anymore. You know that. Just because a preacher says something doesn't mean it's the truth. That's right. That's right. You can't trust anybody anymore. Amen. In the latter days, thou shalt come to a land that is brought back from the sword. Well, American West. Amen. Right? We want it back from the Indians by the sword. Many people will gather against the mountains. Rockies. Mm -hmm. Of Israel. United States. Mm -hmm. It have always been waste. Montana or... Idaho. (laughs) And they shall dwell safely in all of them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. Let's join me. This clip from the movie Siege at Ruby Ridge is a classic case study of how deception infects the known truth with the unknown lie and is often completely unchecked and overlooked by too many people. A woman lost in her Christian identity, white supremacist worldview, uses her Bible study leader role to turn its members into disciples of her extremist belief, which are drawn from Christian identity, cultic mythology. And by using her ability to steer them in and out of her twisted meanings of scripture, to play upon their own antisocial biases and fears, to decisively shut down their questions and their thoughts, and to do so in a group context, this woman clearly has earned her stripes as a budding cult leader. We aired this and we're, because we're thankful that TV movie lore helped illustrate this, but uh, we truly regret that this is just another example of how cults work in our world today and at all levels of society. It's, it's part of the reason why but the, the cult documentary or the cult drama has, 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 has exploding co- uh, cottage industry we see in so many online and streaming media movie services. And we'll bring more illustrations out as our podcasts continue. 
We'd like to close our podcast for now and urgently remind you that this warning has been left ringing in your ears, and I hope it has. Don't leave without a takeaway of our call for all of our listeners to uncompromising discernment that resists the power of deception in your world, wherever it rears its ugly head. We've seen how the Bible has been warning us for generations about the overwhelming social power of cult leaders who deceive, and these are the ones that actually are can be actually called the true social engineers, changing people to meet their needs. The pages of the old book show how these leaders call followers to submit to their false authority, and we've seen here how they get their wicked job done. Don't be a statistic, my friends. Knowledge is power. So the next time you're in a situation where you have some golden-tongued influencer on TikTok or in your workplace or maybe at your dinner table uh, setting forth their new truth, don't just go with the flow. Stand ready and unafraid to ask questions, to do your research and check out their claims, and to make no emotional or personal commitments to them or to any change that, they, that they're pushing under that pressure. Snap judgments are the worst thing you can resort to. Question authority and steer clear of deception by embracing the truth found in the person, the words, the gospel, and the mission of Jesus Christ himself through the Bible. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and Jesus has said so, and he also makes clear that no one can know God without an encounter with his Son only. We pray you look to Jesus today and seek him alone. May his spirit lead you is our prayer today. Once again, we thank you for listening and look forward to having you surf on in next week. Take care and be discerning. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night, or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.